Hello, and welcome to the Making Possibility podcast. My name is Manny, and today we'll be discussing how to work with strong emotions and mental health. As I talk about today's topic, think about how it ties in with the following distinctions. What's at risk? Thoughts give rise to action. Try on comfortable being uncomfortable and witness. During this month's workshop, we talked a little bit more about why teenagers feel such strong emotions. We shared a video that dove into this a little bit more. The video talked about how our brains aren't fully developed until we're 25 and how a teenager's brain development starts to speed up as they grow up. And this leads to stronger emotions and stronger reactions to things and how that's completely normal. During workshops, we also talked about how some emotions are persistent and some emotions are just temporary. During a workshop, we talked about a few ways in which we can distinguish between the two. Think to yourself, how long have you been dealing with these uncomfortable emotions? Do these emotions feel temporary or do they feel deeply rooted? Have these emotions been lasting for a while, a couple days, a couple weeks? How are the uncomfortable feelings impacting you in your life? And are these strong emotions impacting your health and your daily functioning? If the emotions feel temporary, then there's a lot of different ways in which we can work with them. We've shared a couple here at New Pathways, like journaling, going for a walk, or talking to someone about your emotions, like a friend or a trusted adult, like your mentor. And just stepping away from the situation or whatever is causing these strong emotions for a while. If their emotions have been persistent, it may require for you to look into some additional support or resources. Persistent feelings of sadness, hopelessness, irritability, anger, and anxiety may not always be manageable through the different strategies we've discussed here on New Pathways or other ones you may know about. And that's okay. There's a lot of different support systems and resources that you can look towards. In the handout given out during workshop, there was a list of resources that could help you out. Some of them were calling or texting the number 988. In doing so, it'll connect you with a trained counselor where you can just talk through your emotions with. You can also talk to your school counselor or social worker, which their job is there to support you through any emotions that you're feeling. They'll be more than glad to have conversations with you. You can even start a conversation with your parents or caregivers about going to therapy and seeing a counselor. You can also talk with your mentor or your program coordinator to learn about what community resources there is for you. Completely normal to want to go see a therapist or a counselor. One in three people go to counseling. And though it can make you feel anxious and scary, it's completely normal and a great resource for you to use. We all experience uncomfortable emotions and thoughts. Even though adults in your life feel uncomfortable thoughts and go to therapy. And for teenagers like yourself, the emotions can feel really big sometimes due to the continual development of your brain. And we can continue to support you by sharing strategies, talking with you, and partnering with you with any additional resources that you may need. It is completely healthy and normal for you to ask help. And there's a lot of different ways that we can work with you. And here to talk to us about how he works with mental health is Jesus. Jesus has been a youth in the program for two and a half years. His mentor is Jill, and he's a good friend of mine. Thank you for being here, Jesus. Jesus, is there anything else you would like people to know about you? I have leg pressed 400 pounds. 400 pounds. 
<laughs> that's crazy. I, I wouldn't even know how much that is, but that sounds like a lot. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being here and um, being a guest on the podcast this week. Um, I know you bring a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom to this conversation. So, yeah. So I'm just going to ask you questions and you can, you know, respond to them as you please. If you had a day to yourself that you can just spend doing whatever you want, um, focusing on mental health or just, you know, doing anything that you please to kind of just rejuvenate yourself, um, what would you do? So for most of that day, I would likely just mess around and likely just not even focus on my mental health, just mess around, play video games, maybe listen to some music. But if I wanted to actually focus on my mental health, something I would do is I would just sit down, put in my earbuds, and depending on my mood, I would play some music and just let myself feel however I'm feeling. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, and I am hearing that um, that you're giving yourself the space to be human and to have those emotions come up. I love that. Um, is there anything else you would do? Anything physical activity, any food you would eat, anything like that? I would maybe go to the gym because I really like exercising and it helps me clear my mind. Mm. Any food you would want to eat, anything like that or no? Not really. Cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that um, listening to music helps you connect to um, your emotional sense of being and then going to the gym helps you get that physical frustration you might have out. Um, thanks for sharing that, Jesus. Um so additionally, how has um, Jill, your mentor, who I also know and love, um, how has she helped you with mental health or what some conversations you've had with Jill about mental health? So with Jill, she's basically just helped me see basically what's going on in my mind and any like mental issues. Because before I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus too much like what's going on like inside my head. I would just worry about, oh, am I eating enough? Oh, I want to play this game. And uh, after being paired with Jill, she kind of helped me just see into my head and see, like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to do that? You know, and things like that. What kind of space does Jill usually provide to you when you're when you guys are talking about mental health? So usually we talk about our mental health. From what I can remember, usually it's during workshops. Tell me a little bit more about that. What during workshops or is it during the goal planning phase? Is it during the topic phase? How does that look for you? If I'm remembering correctly, it's usually during the goal planning phase. Yeah. So during the goal planning, kind of as you're setting intention and goals that you want to do for the next couple of weeks, bringing that emotion and the piece of like why they're important to you. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Thanks for being here with me, Jesus. One last question before you take off um, or before I let you leave. Uh, we talked about this month during workshop about temporary emotions versus persistent lingering emotions. Um, temporary being emotions that you feel very quickly and um, persistent emotions are something that kind of stay longer for weeks or months at a time. So how has emotions when they come up in your life, how would you be able to tell the difference between the two so one thing is how much you care about what's affecting your emotions like losing a video game you would be oh damn that sucks but you move on versus losing like a loved one someone you've cared about someone you've known your whole life and now they're gone and you feel sad you're gonna feel sad for a while because you really cared about them and now you're not gonna be able to see them anymore but you move on after some time 
I love that you brought up that example of losing a video game versus losing a loved one or a friend or just something that mattered to you. How are you able to distinguish between how those two feelings of loss feel? So one thing is the intensity of the emotion. Because at first, you know, when you lose a video game, you're like, damn, that sucks. You might be a little frustrated at first, but it's not going to be a strong feeling of frustration versus when you lose a loved one. You feel incredible sadness because at first you're kind of in denial. You don't want to accept that you've lost somebody that you truly care, care about. But after some time, you begin to accept it and you begin to let your emotions run free. You begin to accept that you're feeling real sad. And while at first you don't want to accept it, over time you do and you get over it. It's it's not going to stick around forever, but over time, it's something you just accept. Well, Jesus, thank you again for being here with us and sharing your experience with mental health and for answering the questions I had for you today. Um I encourage you youth to reach out to your mentor and talk to them and ask them how they work with mental health and some practices that they have to help them work through some emotions that they may, that they might be feeling. I also encourage you to think about your own emotions. Think about what emotions are temporary and what emotions are persistent. How different do they feel and when do they show up? Talk to your mentor about these emotions and how you guys can work through them together. I'd also invite you to continue to come to workshops where we will continue to dive into more content to help you reach your better self. And with that being said, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in and remind you to make those possibilities yours.